Would you open God's precious holy word to Luke chapter 15, verses 8 through 10. A treasure lost and found. Parable of the lost coin. Let me read the whole text and then we will... <laughs> I have two number sixes up there. It's kind of like, what was it? Daryl and my other brother, Daryl? I don't know. Um, I can count. Um, it's just that I'm going to do two number six points, all right? <clears throat> or what woman having 10 drachmas, if she should lose one drachma, lights not a lamp and sweeps the house, and carefully searches until she finds it. And having found it, she calls together the friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the drachma that I lost. Thus I say to you, there is joy before the angels of God over one sinner repenting. I, uh, I don't usually do stuff like this, but I'm going to use an object lesson. This is an iPad Pro. That's an Apple Pencil. It does things. <laughs> it is mine. It cost me something. Everybody else in here might have a pen. I don't know. But this one's mine. <laughs> it has value. It doesn't know that it has value. But it has value. And it's mine. Not before last, this thing got lost. And I had to search for it until I found it because it's mine. <laughs> and it cost me something. And I guess we, I me, mean, you too, but literally swept the house looking for my pencil because it cost me something, and it's mine. In my search for this, there was a lot of other stuff, but it wasn't this because this is mine. And it cost me something. It has value to me. It doesn't know it has value. It has a purpose. When it's in my hand, it fulfills that purpose. I can scroll, I can turn pages, I can write, I can circle on this screen. 
I can, in my studies, I can circle a word in a text and draw a line to another word that relates or modifies that word and write a little note about it so that when I look at it again, I'll know what I'm talking about. When it's in my hand, it has a purpose. And it's mine. And it cost me something. It was lost from me, and I diligently searched until I found it. I don't guess I'd have gone to bed that night if I hadn't found it. Because it's mine. And it cost me something. And it's important when it's in my hand. So then... The lost thing didn't know it was lost. It was lost. They didn't know that. I knew it. But he didn't know it. That's a he. His name is Charles Owens because I've got it engraved on the has value. He doesn't know what his value is. He can't fulfill his purpose unless he's in my hand, and he can't be in my hand if he's lost. And I'm the one who has to find him because the Bible says there's no one who seeks after God. God seeks after people. He doesn't know when he's lost that he has value and that he's lost and that he belongs to me and I paid for him. He doesn't know that and he doesn't realize his purpose until he's found. And I had to find him. Now, I even know how busy he's been. Let's see. Still at 100%. That's my pencil. <laughs> now, you may see where I'm headed with that. The first parable was about a wandering, stupid sheep. Just, he didn't realize he was getting lost. He was out there on his own. And the shepherd went after him. He didn't go after the shepherd. The shepherd went after him. Of course, Jesus is the Shepherd, he says so in John 10. He's the shepherd. He's the good shepherd. And he relentlessly pursued this lost sheep until he found him. Put him on his shoulders and bore the load and carried him back to where he belonged. Now that's the son 
going after his sheep, his own. The next parable, the prodigal son after this one, is the father. Looking to restore his child. But this one speaks about a woman. Now, God is, God is never symbolized as a, a woman in a female character in the Bible. But the church is. So the church is empowered by the Holy Spirit. So you have Son and you have Holy Spirit. Next you have the Father. Empowered by the Holy Spirit to do the work that Christ began and has left us to do. Now this, I hope, will serve as a challenge to all of us here today. We are never relieved from duty as Christians as long as we live. So let's look at it. First of all, the woman. The, the Holy Spirit-empowered church. What woman, having ten drachmas, if she should lose one drachma. Now there's the, there's the thing that doesn't know it's lost. Doesn't know it has value, but it has value. Cannot serve a purpose until it's found. You ever lost any money and you never could find it? I mean like in the cracks of the floor. I don't mean like, you know, out in the back alley or whatever. <laughs> it has value, it has a purpose, but not until it has been restored to where it needs to be. It doesn't know that. It's just a, it's just a drachma that is lost and doesn't know that it's lost. When I was very young, before I, was, before I made my public profession of faith, before the convicting power of God came on me, and then by grace I was drawn to the Savior, and I was saved in time as God had determined in eternity. When that happened to me, the years before that I did not know I was lost. I didn't know it. Something had to happen. I didn't know I really had any value in heaven. Never thought about it. Until that day. So the woman pursuing the lost coin lights a lamp. Illumination is required. So darkness is implied. 
The thing that is lost and has value and has a purpose but doesn't realize its value and is not fulfilling its purpose is in darkness. Illumination is required for this coin to be what it was created to be. So the woman lights a lamp. Here begins the challenge for us. I'm praying and have been praying that we enter into a season of renewal and outreach. A season to last the rest of our lives to be those obedient to the Great Commission. In order for us to do this, we have to be like this woman who to me is the Spirit-empowered church, realizing that there are people who are lost and they have value and they have purpose, but they don't know it yet because they're in darkness. And that we, like the woman, would light a lamp. How do you do that? The New Testament is replete with instruction for the church. But let's just start out like this. Let's go back to when Christ was about to ascend. And he charged his disciples with the following. Go to Jerusalem. And pray and wait until you are empowered. Then you'll know what to do. If there's ever a confusion in the mind of a Christian about how to be a party to the Great Commission, how to be obedient to it, how to do one of the basic fundamental things of Christianity, which is to tell others of Christ... And we have any shyness or, or personally felt immaturity or, or whatever, just maybe confusion, pray. Pray and wait. Believe. God will empower, guarantee you, God will empower you. You will be empowered. Let me tell you about what Paul said in 2 Timothy, the last part of, let's see, 2 Timothy uh, chapter 2, last part of verse 9, verse 10. Paul says, but the word of God is not bound. I endure all these things for the sake of the elect that they may obtain salvation in Jesus Christ for eternal glory.
Let me tell you what that means. That means that the church, as long as the church is walking around on planet earth, as long as rapture and resurrection have not occurred to usher this world into tribulation and the four horsemen and the seven seals, the seven trumpets and the seven bowls of wrath and those awful seven years, as long as the church is the church walking around on planet earth evangelizing, there will be a counterfeit church in that time, but it won't be an evangelizing church. It won't be a Bible-believing church. As long as we are as we are, we believe the Bible. We believe we should obey the Great Commission. As long as we are as we are, that means that God is not through gathering His own to Himself in the time of the church. So there's still some out there. You know, He told Paul, Paul was being charged to go to a city and, and the Lord told him to paraphrase. He said, I got all kind of people there that are mine. They just don't know it yet. They need you to go tell them. That's how it works. The people of Christ, the elect bride of the Lord Jesus continues what Christ as the great shepherd has begun. Holy, Holy Spirit empowered church. Knowing that there are those who are there and only the church can tell them. Only the church, the message Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. The message through the Holy Spirit-empowered church, only that is the power that can work used by the Holy Spirit who will superintend and cause their regeneration, which will then give them life to faith and repentance and confession But that's not our work. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. Our work is to go through around all the world. Look at this. Lights not a lamp and sweeps the house. Broad strokes anywhere, everywhere. When I looked for that pen, I'll tell you what. I looked in some of the dumbest places. I didn't know where the... And it, <laughs> it was so easy to find... It was so easy to find that I went, I don't know how long, two hours, through. I went so long, and the thing was in plain sight <laughs> on another recliner next to mine. I don't know how I got there. How I got there really wasn't my concern. My concern was that I found it. If, listen to me, if we light a lamp and sweep the house and carefully search, we'll find them.
by the grace of God, they'll be found. They belong to God. What I do, what I endure, because remember 2 Timothy 2, the word of God is not bound. I endure all of these things for the sake of the elect that they may obtain salvation for eternal glory. They're out there. I don't know who they are. I don't know where they are. I have to preach to all of them. I have to tell them, you have the same obligation. I'm going to get us, I, I'm going to remind me that I said this. Going to get us some tracks, things that you can leave at a table. When you go to a restaurant, bump into somebody. Hey, I'm glad. Let me just give you something. If they, if they, if they think you're a Jehovah's Witness, punch them in the nose. <laughs> they won't think that but once. <laughs> well, or at least say, no, I'm not. Because if we sow bountifully, we will reap bountifully. That's the word of God. That's not a lie. But if we sow sparingly, we will reap sparingly. So what excuse do we have? We should take a lesson from the woman who to us is the Holy Spirit empowered church continuing to follow what Christ has started. It's there somewhere. They are there. We haven't been raptured yet. Who knows? You might get to witness to the last one. <laughs> Poof. Oh man, I'm glad we got that over with. You never know. Someday there will be a last one and the church will be caught away to be with Christ in the first resurrection. Someday. To be Holy Spirit empowered knowing that we can find it if we carefully look for it. We illuminate and broadly sweep the place. They are there. Now this floor would have been some kind of stone floor probably that was pressed together as they began to build the little hut that the woman would have lived in. So the thing would have had cracks. Rocks would have been separated. Didn't know where it fell, don't know where it is, but had to go even to the most unlikely places. So many times... It's like my experience with that Apple Pencil. It was right there in front of me and I didn't even realize it. To carefully, diligently search until she finds it. And there's not, listen, there's not just joy in the community. There's not just joy in the community, which was number seven, number six A. There's always joy in the community when we, 
when we are allowed to participate in the miracle of grace, God himself brought to himself in our presence those for whom he had covenanted with his son from before the foundation of the world. What joy that God would give us the privilege to stand in a presence like that. It's not just communal joy. But did you catch this last verse that we're going to do today? Thus I say to you, joy before the angels, in the presence of the angels of God, over one sinner repenting. This whole thing started with the Pharisees criticizing Jesus for fellowshipping with, quote, sinners, tax collectors. They were worthless to the Pharisees, but they were worth everything to Jesus. Everything. He died for them on the cross. God, you have to understand the, 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 the way this is written in the original text, this is not the angels who initiate the party. It's God. So many times when we think of God, we think of some austere, unsmiling, grandfatherly type guy with a white robe, and he's just mad all the time. There is a, listen, heaven is a constant party. You understand that? Here's why I know that. People are always getting saved. We're still here, aren't we? Church is still here. Folks are still getting saved. God's having one laugh after another. Until we're, until we're all gathered into his presence at the great day of rapture and resurrection and the marriage supper of the Lamb, and then, this is the gospel according to Charles, you can take it or leave it, we get to go to the heavenly barn and pick out a horse. Because seven years later, we're going to invade the earth with Christ on horses. <laughs> flying horse. I've always wanted a flying horse. I'm going to get one. Gonna get one. But the Lord's gonna do all the fighting. He just shows up, the brilliance of his appearance. The word of God, like a sword out of his mouth. They all drop dead. Oh man, I kind of wanted to slash one of those guys. No. God does it all. God does it all in Christ. But we're still walking around. That means there's plenty left out there for all of us. God knows who they are. We don't. We have to go diligently search and seek carefully until they're found. Let me tell you what that tells me. If you look for them, you won't find them. You'll find them. If you are Holy Spirit filled 
in recognition that people are lost and don't know it. They have a value. They don't know it. They have a purpose and don't know it until they're in the hand of Christ. Through the illumination that the Bible gives us to pray until we're empowered and be armed with the Word of God and then make the broad sweeps and carefully search. They'll be found. This is the work of the church. Can you understand that? The work of the church. If you are a born-again, bought-by-the-blood, spirit-baptized, Bible-believing Christian, you are not exempt. There is no 4F in God's army. There even isn't a 2S. I've been through all of them. I was going to be an officer because my lottery number was so, back in the day, nobody remember this probably. If you're in college, the government ping-pong balls popped up, had a number on it. And then your birthday, you go through the calendar. And they were taking people through number 120. I'd been through ROTC, so I was going to go through the rest of ROTC. My number was 59. Never forget it. I said, well, I'm going to go in as an officer. But because of previous football adventures, I was 4F. I went from, I went from 2S to 1A to 4F. But in the Lord's army, it's all 1A. It's all 1A. You're not exempt. Listen, you can write letters. You can mail postcards. You can pray. I was at a church one time where we prayed about a time for renewal, and we started cutting out announcements in the newspaper. didn't matter who they were. We started cutting out announcements in the newspaper of those who'd gotten engaged. I don't know if they announce engagements anymore. I don't know. Those who got married, those who had lost loved ones, they were in the obituaries. Everything was fair game. Somebody got a business promotion. We wrote them and said, we love you. We rejoice in God over, over the things that are happening in your life or we want you to know that Christ has promised to wipe away all tears some infinitely glorious day. We just kept letters going out all the time. There's something you can do. There's a way that you can carefully search until you find them. They're there. We're still here. As long as we're still here, they're still there. So this is our challenge. A time to be challenged to be what we're supposed to be. 1A. Always reporting for duty in the army of the Lord. There is nothing, there is nothing that brings happiness in the community and joy nor brings the laughter from Almighty God in heaven like finding the lost. Nothing like it. To know that it's a work of God and He let me be a part of it. 
There's nothing like it. Insurmountable joy. So we're going to get some stuff printed. We're going to do some things. You want to head up an outreach strategy group? You just tell me. Let the church be the church. Would you bow your heads, close your eyes. Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He came into this world to save sinners. The Bible is plain and simple. Admit that you are a sinner. Believe in Jesus. Call on Him, confessing your sin, and He will save you. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you're here today and Christ calls you to Himself, would you share that with me during this invitation? In the act of standing, just step out and come and take me by the hand and say, Pastor, Christ is calling me to be His own. Maybe you're here. You're already a Christian, and this is where God wants you to plant your life as believers so that you can fellowship with other believers, so that you can study God's Word and grow in discipleship and serve the Lord with other believers. Then the invitation is open for you. Father God in heaven, bless this invitation as you see fit. We are powerless, and we know it. So we lift it up to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand together and sing, okay? You come.